welcome back to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It's Monday, November 29th. We're back after a week off for Thanksgiving. Raring to go after a pretty huge week in sports over this last week. Uh, feast week in college basketball. Rivalry week in college football. Uh, some big divisional games in the state of Ohio and whole lot going on. Uh, not a whole lot on the hot stove, as we were talking about beforehand in MLB. But uh, we're going to be talking a whole lot of college for this show. So we're going to be talking a little feast week, a little rivalry week, uh, drinking beer, maybe a, a special second beer of the week. So some interesting things to come there. Uh, our beer of the week uh, is, a, is a special beer going to a special cause. I know Josh will be very excited to uh, to drink that beer after uh, after a big Bengals win this weekend. But first, guys, how how was Thanksgiving? Week off, feel recharged, refreshed, ready to go. Good weekend, guys. I mean, Packer, Packers salvaged my weekend. There so you go. big you go. win. Yeah, I'm big sure win. you're big sad, man. I, you know what? I watched. I was with Zach on Saturday. <laughs> you were, and I will you were. say you handled it very well. A classy gentleman, as you always you are. You're surprising. A man of integrity. And you have to learn to internalize uh, yeah. that when you have a kid. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think it's the child, you being a father now, really. Yeah. Is, you know. Trust me, ask, ask Big G. I, I was not uh, not too kind on the text oh, message. Yeah, I, I heard about <laughs> You're that. You're getting it all out on so, the So, uh, certainly some bumps and bruises for the show this weekend. Uh, some, you know, ego-wise, some physically. Uh, but, you know, excited to... Ready to be back here. Uh, of course, for those of you who don't know us, 30 Rack, Ohio Sports and Beer Podcast. Um, guys, for our intros, we wanted to have, you know, our little lone kind of 30 Rack Thanksgiving dinner. I was thinking, you oh, know. I love it when he gets festive. Everybody, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what what part of the dinner would you be? And I don't mean like turkey or stuffing or any of that, because you'd all be the cranberry sauce that I'd throw right out. But, like, what kind of guest would you be? What kind of guest? I'm glad you feel that way about cranberry sauce, uh, too. Uh, so, the guy to my right, I mean, probably accurately described as, as to this podcast, the ant from the middle of nowhere, Ohio, that complains about the food but doesn't help cook, has Whoa. an opinion on everything, and will probably get in a fight trying to push their views after a couple glasses of wine we all we all know that ain't uh it's zach zach how we doing today uh i'm doing all right you know somewhat accurate except i cook i cooked our thanksgiving so it, oh there you go yeah, yeah i guess you are a little bit of a chef i i do as cook. far as personality personality wise, wise yeah or i thought drunken uncle i thought it was gonna be one of the two but i might not be fun enough to be a drunken uncle well that takes me over to <laughs> the man to my left on the ones and twos, the uh, uncle from the west side, or as they'll put it, best side of the city that shows up an hour after dinner, wondering why everybody didn't wait, <laughs> smells of some cheap whiskey, and drunkenly tells you for the millionth time about winning state at his prestigious private school, even though he was the fifth string linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is Josh. Josh, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Spot that was on. great. That was Spot good. Spot on. That was good. We, we all know best, that, Uncle. Yeah. Best side. Yeah. Best side. I mean, I had three touchdowns. You played three snaps the whole year. <laughs> like, come on. Let's. Uh, so, what, so, Zach and I are the aunt and uncle of this situation. What, what does that you? make what you, we... buddy? Uh, that makes me the short tempered suburban host whose good intentions <laughs> of a nice Thanksgiving 
where everyone will obviously get along. Are you quickly turn into a role of breaking up fights, dealing with insults, and running out for a quick shot just to try to keep this 30 rack family yeah, together okay. for another year. My name's Greg. I'm the thankless host of 30 rack of sports. You're the one who instigates everything, so I don't know what you're what you're talking about. I trying to break no up. No idea what you mean. I am always calm. I never for a, once thought a, about wearing. It's a butte clock. It's a butte. <laughs> I never for once thought about wearing any jerseys <laughs> that might piss you off today. Oh, I'm sure you were gonna break up that that monstrosity <laughs> that is that rag of a Harbaugh jersey. Then I went with the '90s uh, U.S. World Cup jersey, the Alexi Lawless. Talk about a, a guy with a thankless job who never gives poor opinions. Yeah, that, that's one ugly jersey. Thank you. Yeah, boy, speaking of hot takes. <laughs> speaking of, we got well, guys, some for you. We'll get to some hot takes and some good beer, but first let's get to the news. Guys, this past week was a huge week in the state of Ohio with matchups across the board in all sports. We're going to start in college basketball for Feast Week, the first big week of the calendar, uh, in Fort Myers. The Ohio State Buckeyes rebounded from a loss to Xavier on the 18th, which dropped them from the top 25, but then beat 21st-ranked Seton Hall before falling to 23 Florida on a pretty tough buzzer-beating three. Been a lot of close games so far, but fortunately for the Buckeyes, they'll have a chance to rebound and, and show their stuff as they welcome number one Duke to the shot on Tuesday night. The uh, Musketeers from Xavier responded from that win versus Ohio State, which vaulted them into the top 25 by losing handily to Iowa State and squeaking by Virginia Tech in the NIT tip-off before falling back out of the rankings, really where they should be. Uh, in Kansas City, the Bearcats got the first big win of the West Miller era, crushing number 14 Illinois 71-51 followed by two disappointing losses to number 13, Arkansas, where they blew a lead, and Monmouth on Saturday. But the biggest win of Feast Week in the state of Ohio goes to the Flyers of Dayton, taking down number four, Kansas, 74-73, on the way to their ESPN's event invitational title, that prestigious title, as we all know. Uh, It was a huge weekend as well on the college gridiron with the final week of the regular season rivalry week with some big implications for the Ohio teams. Uh, Starting Friday with a not-so-rivalry game as the Bearcats headed to Greenville, North Carolina and dispatched the ECU Pirates 35-13 to finish 12-0 and undefeated for the second straight regular season. The Cats made it tough on themselves with three turnovers but were able to make some big plays including a block kick returned by Ahmad Sauce Gardner for 60 yards and a touchdown to help the Bearcats coast to victory. The Bearcats now host Houston Saturday for the AAC championship and a potential berth in the college football playoff with a win. On Saturday, the Buckeyes headed to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan in the game for the Big Ten East title, which the Wolverines took 42 to 27. The Buckeye offense and C.J. Stroud had a solid game, thrown for 394 yards and two touchdowns, but the defense could not hold up, giving up 297 rushing yards and giving Michigan their first win in the rivalry in 10 years. But the biggest and the most exciting game of the weekend, of course, 
goes to the game for the MAC East title. The Golden Flashes of Kent State take down Miami 48-47 in overtime for the MAC East title. The Flashes rode their running game, which had over 300 yards on the ground to victory, while the Red Hawks kept it close every step of the way thanks to Brett Gabbert's 405 yards and four touchdowns. But he was unable to complete the two-point conversion to Jack Sorenston in an all-or-nothing conversion that sends Kent State to Detroit to face Northern Illinois Saturday afternoon. And finally, we round out the sports weekend with the NFL and two important divisional games for Ohio teams. In the afternoon, the Bengals obliterated the Steelers in a 41-10 game that wasn't even that close. Joe Mixon ran for two touchdowns and a career high, 165 rushing yards. Mike Hilton got a pick six off his former team to get the Bengals their first sweep over Pittsburgh since 2009. They currently sit as the five seed in the playoffs. At the end of, at the end of November, just one game back of the division-leading Baltimore Ravens. In the nightcap, it was the Cleveland Browns who faced that Baltimore team in a huge game for both teams as the Browns try to claw back into playoff contention and the Ravens hope to keep control of the AFC North. The game didn't exactly match up to that as a slop-filled six-turnover game turned into a 16-10 Ravens win. The Browns were able to control Lamar, forcing four interceptions, but the offense once again couldn't capitalize scoring just 10 points for an offense that has scored 17 or less points seven times this season, including six of the last seven games. The Browns now finally get a chance to regroup on a bye before getting another shot at the Ravens in two weeks with their playoff chances hanging by a thread, if that. While the Bengals get a chance to look on this to uh, work on this post-buy run of good play, eyeing a third straight win as the Chargers come to town. Guys, those are your OH headlines. For our beer of the week, we go to Mason, Ohio, and a special beer, especially for you, Josh, uh, from 16 Lots Brewing in Mason, Ohio. It is their Kenny's Day Drinking Lager. It is a partnership with uh, former Bengals quarterback Kenny Anderson for his uh, Day Drinking Lager that they, they have. It's a light lager produced by 16 Lots, 4.2%. ABV, uh, just seven IBU. It's a, it's your regular light lager. Uh, you can see it has a very, if you're watching it on our uh, Twitter feed at Thirty Rack of Sports, it's got that normal light color that you would get out of your light lager. You know, similar to what you would see out of maybe some of those more macro brews. Yeah. But as far as taste, smooth, different, smooth, nice. Got a little. Uh... I don't know what to say. It's got it's got it's got more flavor to it than you would think from like your typical light yeah, lager. That's yeah. what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. It's got a nice multi flavor. Mm -hmm. It's one of those that you could probably get your uncle that only drinks Bud Light to have oh, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think definitely. But if you're someone that enjoys a craft brew, which we may be known to enjoy one mm -hmm. or two one or, or two. five <laughs> on the podcast, so you know it's a really nice beer. Um, as we mentioned, uh, it is in uh, collaboration with Kenny Anderson. Um, it helps to fund the Ken Anderson Alliance, 
which is a group that that helps uh, adults with disabilities and uh, just people with disabilities, I believe, to find work. So yeah. it's you know it's kind That's of a, a great uh, it's a great yeah foundation to work with while putting a nice beer and you know obviously it's going to sell in Cincinnati. Put Ken Anderson on something, you know. Say, yeah, clearly. We always talk about how great it is, and one of the best functions of breweries, especially the rise of microbreweries, is to be involved in the community and making an impact. This mm-hmm. is a great way to do it. And I, I'll say this is one of – I've had a lot of different light beers from craft breweries that try and do, you know, have that light beer on yeah. tap for everyone. And this is one of the better ones I've had. Oh, because yeah. It's, it's way more flavorful than – But not overpowering. But People yeah, don't want it. You, it's not it – it's a hint of – it's a little more yeah. of a hint of it. Yeah, a lot of them, it's a straight – you know, yeah, I thought yeah. they'd buy a keg of, you know, Miller Lite or something. Like, right. you have to. Like, this, this definitely has that craft beer – yeah, this isn't just it, your standard life beer. I think it's but a step above someone that. who doesn't want to drink craft beer, they will like this yeah. though too. Yeah, so well, someone that doesn't want to drink craft beer, I think yeah. it's a nice beer to get them in. But also, yeah. if you're going to, you know, if you're going to a football, you know, party or something where the guy, you know, some of the guys are going to be drinking your light beers, you can bring this and maybe class up the joint a little bit, still kind of have a nice flavorful beer instead of having and, to, you know, and drink pound them. them. These and are poundable. You know, you know they were classing down. it up outside of Paul Brown Stadium this weekend after the Bengals recorded their largest victory over the Steelers ever. A lot of Hootays, a lot of uh, Kenny's loggers. It's not being act like this back. is like the 07 Steelers, but. Well, <laughs> it's a glorious thing to see. Just a glorious thing to see. So I'll toast my Kenny's uh, day drinking lager to the Bengals. Don't you let us have this one? I'll, I'm letting you have it. Yeah, I can't say much right now, so um, <laughs> we'll get a little bit more to uh, you know to the can, and uh, Zach will be, uh, of course, reading the can, and then we'll have a little uh, bit reciting. more reciting. I don't read; I recite. Sorry, the can. reciting. Uh, and get a little bit more about uh, the Ken Anderson Alliance and their work for adults with disabilities later in the show. But guys, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get some sports. For our first segment of the show, we're doing a little recap of the first big week in college basketball, Feast Week. We're doing our best of for Feast Week. A lot of great moments uh, from Ohio and around the country in Feast Week. So we'll start with you, Josh. Best moment of the week from Feast Week. I don't want to take any of yours. I'm going to leave you guys. So I went off the beaten path here. Uh, back to an old old friend of the college basketball scene. Slick Rick and the oh, Gales. Oh, damn it. That was oh, mine. Well, that was yours? <laughs> I thought I was going far enough off the beaten path. No, there. I wanted to go further. I was like, I'll pick something more. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, oh, Greg, are you doing the Bearcats? I have I had three different Ohio ones because I figured oh, we were well, mostly oh, staying man. in the yeah, Ohio. Yeah, Ohio right. Josh is or Greg's always prepared. Yeah, he came prepared. I had two Ohio ones, but I was going to start yeah. off the beaten path with the Gales, seventy-two to sixty-eight over number ten Alabama. They got their uh, revenge win after last year's tournament loss to the Tide. First ever MAC team to, to defeat an AP top ten team. First ever and guy with a really cool name. Nelly Jr. Joseph leading the way with a sweet double-double, 15 and 11 rebounds. They overcame a nine-point deficit to win in the second half. Guys, Slick Rick and the gang are legit. Watch out. 
Anything with Rick Pitino, I'm going to jump on. Like, Watch like, <laughs> out. Nelly Jr. It was getting hot in here during that second Ooh. half, man. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. So what do you guys... You got, I'm surprised you got three Ohio ones. I, I mean, I was going to go Dayton then, obviously, Dayton, right, with yeah. the big win over Kansas. I'll go obvious. Mr. Obvious. That but rim bounce was... Yeah, cool. that I was like, no way. Uh, that's why, hey, got to rebound the basketball, Kansas. That's why you got to rebound off the ricochet. Um yeah, huge win for a uh, program, obviously, I want to say down. But, yeah, a little bit. Well, I, I think there's a lot of hangover from what could have been, obviously, the COVID yeah, year. That, 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 that's just that. kind of like it's a crushing. nice – I mean, they're only, at least at that time, like, what, three and three? So, so Yeah, after the win, they were four and three. Going, and into, and the, three. going into that tournament, they were one and three with three straight losses going in from against UMass Lowell. Uh, they lost to Lipscomb. The Bisons by 19. And then uh, one of our favorite, one of UC's favorite teams to play in football, the Governors of Austin PP. <laughs> so uh, ended up responding by beating Miami by 16, uh, beat Kansas, and then beat uh, a good mid-major team in Belmont oh, to yeah, Belmont, uh, win. Yeah. Uh, I thought the best part, you know, was it was a team, very much a team effort, uh, five players in double figures. No one with more than 16. And then the uh, interesting point at the end, the, the uh, tip-in was by Mustafa Amzil, the freshman out of Finland. Ooh, Finland! Um, he had one shot in the game, and that was that putback for the win. So uh, shout-out to... Uh, That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. That was such a sweet shot. Uh, mine, I think you, you maybe mentioned a little bit earlier... Uh, Monday night, UC over Illinois, the first yeah. big win of the, the West Miller era. And it kind of came in with not the best start. You know, the, the Cats were down 23-8 to at the uh, under-12 timeout. They finished the game 63-28 to over the last about 32 minutes. Uh, Kofi Coburn playing his first game of the season after uh, a stupid suspension, we'll say. Um, that guy's just a piece of work, man. Uh, he was the Big Ten preseason player of the year. He had 12 points in the first eight minutes, six the rest of the game. Uh, Andre Curbelo, who's the you know kind of the one-two punch uh, with uh, Ayo Desumu gone, had eight points in the first eight minutes for the rest of the way. Mike Saunders with uh, 20 points off the bench. So huge game for the Cats. Uh, unfortunately, not able to hang on to that momentum. A tough loss against Arkansas, and then obviously the the big blip against. Uh, hey, it's a against Mamba. it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. Right. It's yeah. a process. There's that you saw the high point. Just happens. Well, happens. And, and well, then, the tournaments too, like that. Those preseason things get weird. And then anar- the, anarchy. Yeah, anarchy. And then the last one, one of the better games that I saw over the week or uh, over last week, Ohio State over Seton Hall. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. that was a. Uh, I mean, and the Florida game was great. I, I mean, yeah. it was frustrating from an Ohio State perspective because they should have put that game away. But well, same thing in that yeah. Seton Hall no, game. Yeah, uh, you know, they had a twelve point lead with eleven twenty one to go. Most of the early second half it was between eight and twelve points. Yeah. Uh, Seton Hall with fourteen seconds ties the game. It was the first tie since twenty four twenty four with about eight minutes to go in the first half. Then you have Michi Johnson Michi. with that game-winning three, which I I Kids turned got the game balls, up. man. I thought I thought the game was over, and I was kind of yeah. keeping track of it, you know, going through a couple of games. I was like, oh wait, what's going on here? Let me flip <laughs> this back over real quick. 
Uh, also, I mean, EJ Liddell has been a monster this year. Yeah. 28 and 6, currently 7th in the nation, uh, 22 and a I half mean, points per game. Guy can get buckets. Right, right now, that's uh, consistently about it right now. So Duke will be interesting. I mean, yeah, they're still waiting for a lot of these guys. You know, Malachi Branham, who's had spurts you know against florida especially I, you saw him get he's a freshman true freshman he, he got frustrated uh some of these guys are taking a little bit of time to get get into the uh d1 big time college basketball a little bit but. yeah i saw holtman said i don't know if it was after that game or just recently at a practice he said that this has been the most unique start to a season that he's yeah. ever experienced and i mean they've yeah they've had like an all let's not forget that ohio state while we were gone Another team in Ohio beat Ohio State. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that also, I know that, that too. Was... So it's just like this: a lot of great and fan like a great yeah. schedule. But oh yeah, well for a young, they'll team. be battle tested. The, the other thing that I I would think is is kind of interesting is you know you look at right now the landscape of college basketball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the COVID year, a lot of older guys, but you also have some younger guys. You know, freshman, sophomore didn't get as much practice in in right. past years or in high school, lost some of their high school seasons and oh, AAU yeah. seasons due to COVID. So a lot of these younger guys are, are almost a little unprepared, and it seems like there's a lot of ebb and flow from a lot of these teams. I mean, you look at just the teams we mentioned. You know, Dayton, 1-3, and three, four games in a row. Cincinnati starts 5-0, and oh, drops two games, right. one of them kind of a head-scratcher. Ohio State's been up and down, you know, Michigan State. They've had four or five close games. Xavier, Xavier beats yeah. Ohio State, turns around, gets crushed by a pretty down Iowa State team, barely survives against a weird Virginia Tech team. You know, you look at all these teams all over the board. You know, uh, Miami of Ohio got a big win over Georgia Tech. They lost uh, a couple nights ago to someone that they definitely <laughs> should have Somebody that nobody knows. Yeah, and I'm so... A directional yeah. school? You know, I mean, you, yeah. right, right state. We thought we were saying right state was oh, maybe yeah. going to be good. They've won a single game, just one. They're one and five. But yeah. Like, the yeah. Penguins Outside are doing of better. Duke right now, I mean, yeah, everybody's looking good. And uh, I, that's the one thing with college basketball. Yeah, but obviously, so this year in college football, and we'll get to that, you know, we've seen the chaos. But, you know, it's not year to year like that, like it can be in, you know, college basketball. It's, it's just so always. Early. It's so early, and I think yeah. we're just kind of overloaded right now with college football going on. Oh, yeah. And Miami just, lost to the Leathernecks of Western Illinois. <laughs> Western Illinois. I know it was a directional school. You were right. But, yeah, looking at these schools, mm. I mean, and the other thing is sometimes you almost forget because you're watching college football, and every loss is is a deal breaker, you know. Oh yeah, sometimes you got to catch years, yourself. Even your best, even the best teams in the nation are going to lose, you know, four times, five oh, times, yeah. stuff like that. You know, even your what, like even your one, you know, two seeds. Oh yeah. So you know, it's still early in the season. Obviously, uh, a lot of room for for all these teams to grow. You know, even I mean, even well, your teams yeah. that have looked good. You know, the things you pointed but, out and. You know, they even seem like UC, which is just kind of a cobbled together a little bit. I don't make it sound bad, but that roster, you know, with everything that's happened, you're kind of, I state, same thing with all the young You're trying to, right now you're just trying, it's basketball's a, everybody's got to get used to each other. Yeah. Like you said, they didn't really get a lot of time last year. Now, like, Cincinnati especially has got a lot of new guys. Everybody's trying to figure out their role, who does, likes to do what. That and takes time. Yeah, and you've seen, you know, the especially with Cincinnati, I, I've just, you know, I've watched a lot of their games pretty much all the way through. 
you've seen at times, you know, Arkansas, they had a tough time rebounding. So you yeah. have, you know, not quite sure about how everybody rebounds. You've seen some, you know, ebb and flow. I mean, even the Illinois game, they were not great, and then they were great. Monmouth, they got to a lead and kind of let it go away. The last couple of games, they've shot terribly from three. Some of mm-hmm. it's just getting a feel for everybody and everything. Definitely. So, you know, a whole lot to uh, to kind of unpack here, but definitely a fun first big week of college basketball. And, uh, you know, kind of a few weeks here. I mean, some big games like Ohio State-Duke, but you have a couple weeks of kind of a little bit of an ebb before you get the Crosstown shootout, those last couple big non-con games. And then, you know, next month from now, we're into into, uh, Uh, conference season. So, you know, it's coming fast. State's got Duke, and then they got Kentucky a few weeks later, so... Yep, so we'll be here uh, watching over all the Ohio college basketball teams as, uh, you know, they look to kind of steady the ship across the state and uh, hopefully get some Ohio representation in that tournament in March. Ken Anderson gave 16 years of his life, his entire pro football career, to our beloved team in Cincinnati. Now his charity continues with that same spirit. A portion of the proceeds of this beer helps fund the Ken Anderson Alliance. Here's the 16 years of cheers. Light and crisp, the perfect beer to enjoy before the roar in the jungle. The roar in the jungle. jungle. Uh, Just, you know, before we uh, get into some of the the other stuff with this beer, just to quickly highlight... uh, you know, this alliance, because I've seen them in some of the, the work, you know, just I've done with some of the adults with autism uh, mm-hmm. fundraisers I work with. Uh, the Ken Anderson Alliance, um, they do a lot of work for adults with disabilities, trying to find them uh, one community, especially in this time where, you know, people are very isolated, trying to find oh, community yeah. as well as jobs for kids or for, you know, adults that have some sort of disability, getting them kind of overall involved in the um community so uh you know trying to help people live work and engage you know with disabilities so a lot of uh good work and you know a great cause to, that is yeah to help with yeah uh ken anderson played long time with the Bengals. shame he's not in the hall of fame should be uh <laughs> Should be. According to Josh, every Bengal should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you don't. You know that's not true. <laughs> I, I recently just got rid of my Achilles Smith jersey. Oh, <laughs> how do you get rid of that? When do you think the Jeff Blake uh, here <laughs> comes out? But twi- three Before times. Or after John Kittness. Three times led the league in completion percentage. Twice led the league in yards, yards per game. Three times led the league in, uh, or four times, excuse me, led the league in QBR. Uh, so... Great quarterback for back in the no, day when the Bengals were respectable uh, during their origin years. Uh, you'll notice the vintage jersey mm. on the can as we uh, get back to the can here. I really went all out on this one. I, I think there's a lot of nice little details in here, and uh, I, I'm very proud of 16 Lots for doing this beer. Instead of the old school, because they have the old school uh, helmets that, you know, instead of the tiger stripes, you should just have bangles on it. Right. Instead, they have the K, K-, 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 K- the yeah. alliance, but seeing Ka on what's, the side. Uh, what's the uh, 16 lots mean? 
I'm just curious Ooh, if there's man. even so, a meaning. Uh, someone's just like, it sounded This cool. is a hometown brewery, and I've actually only been there twice, I think. Um, <laughs> the shame on you, Josh. Really? Yeah, really yeah, been. I, have, I, have not, I have not been as much as I'd like. So, uh, basically... You live on the west side now. What happened so, yeah. is the... Mason used to be called Palmyra way back in the 1800s. <laughs> At the turn of the 19th century, a revolutionary war officer... Uh, Potentially a drunk. Uh, they all were. Major William Mason relocated his family to southwest Ohio. Uh, he purchased 16 lots of land uh, on the banks of Muddy Creek. Over the next 200 years, the area continued to grow and developed into Mason, Ohio. Mm. So uh, just they salute the city's founder, um, and they formed 16 lots brewing because of that. Also uh, died because he fell into a well, <laughs> just as a fun little... People don't die. There are like a lot of wells in Mason. Mason. They gotta fix that. <laughs> uh, he's buried in the middle of Mason. If you've ever oh, ever been to that, but that's sixteen lots. Um, the brewery is on uh, Reading Road, US forty two, uh, kind of right near uh, the heart of Mason. Uh, they also have a pizza place that they kind that of share the, awesome. the place with. Uh, what is it? There, there's uh, a there's I a heart of Mason. I assume Mason is just one big strip mall. Mason doesn't have a heart. They and have I'm old saying, Mason. I mean, that, I mean that in every old way. Mason. <laughs> oh, they have old Mason. That, that's yeah, what I would consider Mason, to yeah. be. But uh, yeah, they have the pizza that they have at, at Mad Monks is really good. Uh, beer's good. They have a nice indoor outdoor area. I know they have a lot of. Uh, you know, music and, and whatnot going on over there. So awesome place, and right next to the bowling alley too. If right you next to the bowling alley, a, baby. Fit Ooh. in a couple frames. So yeah, uh, big shout out. Oh, last thing. Um, what is this? Oh, they don't know how to spell now. day. They don't know how to spell day. Get out of here. I've been trying to tell people for years. And who day? It's it's whatever day it is. Tuesday. So your could team be Tuesday. your team doesn't know how to give up turnovers, and your team your quarterback takes horse medicine. So I don't want to. I don't care. He's got a Super Bowl rig, sir. I don't care what he takes. So how long <laughs> until the Bengals realize that they just stole food at? For our next segment, we're going to. Our worst of the worst, the worst of the worst, uh, from rivalry week in college football. Uh, we're doing our, our worst impact on the playoffs, uh, worst worst part of the week overall, uh, especially as it pertains to the playoffs. I'm really interested to hear, uh, Zach, what you have to say. Wait, what, 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 what happened? Any, anything happened this weekend I mean, that you thought was pretty bad? The earth came crashing to a halt, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't even know what to say, honestly. There's so much pent-up anger and just seeing Jim Harbaugh's sneering face. Like, you know, he's all big and bad now because he won one fucking game at home in the snow. Congratulations. You won a game. I'm, I'm proud of you. But this whole, that's the beginning. Yeah, okay. I guarantee you... As long as Ryan Day's there, they're going to rattle off like a six more in a row. Like after this, like that's just put a bad taste. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm glad. I'm honestly glad because this team needed some fixing. They're going to go out. I don't know if they steal Marcus Freeman away or if they go higher. They're going to go blow big bucks on a defensive coordinator. And 
I'm just so excited for next year. But I got to sit here all winter and think about uh, Masson Haskins fucking gashing that defense. Yeah. Um, Ran all over. What is it? It's like 700 and something days since the last time Ohio State beat Michigan. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, yeah, they bitched out last year. They were sick. They didn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's what it. You know what? It was a lot of large numbers. Like they were bound to win one. I think it was a confluence of a perfect storm, but it was the worst of the worst. Uh, they were, you know, to uh, do what drives me crazy to try to be somewhat objective. I will give Michigan credit. They they made changes this off season. They weren't afraid. They punched Ohio State in the mouth several times, and no response from the defense. Uh, you know, the offense. One last thing I will note to any Ohio State fan: if you are still questioning C.J. Stroud, you know, you can go to hell. That kid balled out. Still. Pass, you know, almost 70% completion percentage, 394 yards. Should add three touchdowns, but a drop in the end zone and probably a rushing touchdown. I was wiped out by one of the numerous offensive penalties. Um, he balled out. The other thing was, I mean, Michigan's defense played well. Like, they forced Ohio State to kind of move slowly down the field. And they were still, I mean, they still put up, you know, 27 points in a game in where almost they had 500 to yards. Of, yeah. Yeah. Where they almost had to walk down the field at times. Yeah, and I think that's where some of Ryan Day's play calling at times still some gets questioned be yeah. because it seems like instead of doing the quicks the quick drop backs, getting the ball out, that was working, and then he gets he gets impatient almost. Like yep. he's like, We have to score in one minute and thirty. No, you don't. Just nickel and dime him down the field. I think they would have put up a few more points, but he gets impatient and then you get some of these weird play calls like uh the one, the one drive run. in the second half where they they ran it three times in a row. And I was like, okay, well, now what's going on? Like, it's all over the place. Like, you know, uh, I feel like, yeah, they went from like, all right, we got to move fast. Like, we got to get up points fast and put up points fast. And then yeah. they were like, all right, we got to keep their offense off the field. We got to move as slow as possible. Right. And it didn't work. Yeah. And I didn't, the three times the exact same run, three times in a row, you know, uh, they had success the first two runs, like third and two, and they did it again and it got blown up. And everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the offensive line was getting pushed around in the run game they couldn't do anything um questionable play calling I questionable play calling the first half they i mean they had a couple drives that sold out in the red zone you yeah know, you get a couple touchdowns well they there. get too cute down there they get too cute down the red zone all the window dressing you know you see it from all these young play callers matt lafleur sean McVay, ryan day these guys sometimes are like you know Kevin too Stefanski. too smart well you know what i'm saying yeah any of these younger offensive coach like they they get um they, they think that they try to outsmart everybody all the time instead yep. of just lining up and keeping it simple. But at the end of the day, uh, that, that, that was terrible. It was embarrassing. Um, I haven't felt that feeling in many years because I don't even count 2011 because that was a nothing year for Ohio State. Um, and it still bur it burned me all day. I sat all day and just was re-watching highlights and stewing. And that, yeah, that was the worst. It's tough. Yeah. It's well, tough. Uh, I didn't like seeing them storm the field. That, that was too much. You know, it, you know, that's what you get at a little brother school like that. You know, you get one. Congrats. You know, storm the field. I stayed, you know, have some class. That's all I'm going to say. Have, have some, some class. class. Michigan. Act <laughs> like you've been there before. Oh, wait, you haven't since like 1948. So uh, my worst of the week goes to uh, actually into the SEC, down to Jordan-Hare Stadium. God, that game. Uh, just a game that I felt like would have made life so much nicer for other teams just to get Alabama up and out of there. 
Um, Alabama losing to Auburn without Bo Nix. Yeah. With uh, their backup quarterback who barely threw the ball. He's, and was sounds injured. like a nice kid. And was injured. And yeah. was injured. Uh, Auburn up 10 nothing. Did you Go- say he seems like a nice kid? Yeah, seems no, like a nice kid. I know. I just <laughs> thought that was a funny quip in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're a nice guy. Not, You're a nice I, guy. Not, not, here to, not here to talk down the college mm-mm, kids. Mm-mm. Seems like a nice kid. Did not play super well. No. Um, but Auburn up 10 to 3. Gets the ball back, 156 to go. I thought they were going to do it, man. Alabama so has two timeouts. They run the ball, force Alabama to use the timeout. They run the ball with one of the best names in college football in Tank Bigsby. Uh, he runs outside, doesn't get down, tries to get a couple extra yards to try to get close to a first down, goes out of bounds. Alabama doesn't have to use that timeout. It's third and one. They get blown up and lose three yards because everybody knew it was going to happen on third and one. So Alabama has time to call a timeout, get the ball back with about a minute 40, right down in a minute 16, scores a touchdown to tie it, and then wins in quadruple overtime. You know, this probably would have put them out of the college football playoff. It definitely would have put them out of the playoff. With a win against Georgia, I don't know, but definitely. No. You, you know. I saw one show do a segment a on which game team. it would be better for Alabama to lose and still make the playoff, Auburn yeah. or the championship game. And I was just like, what? That's a stupid what, question. What world are we living in here? Come yeah. on. That's ridiculous. And then for them to come that close in this game, I just... Yeah. And, and Bright- I mean, you understand a rivalry game, but against an Auburn team that was already on the back heel, oh, lost their right. starting quarterback, you know, was kind of a shell of themselves when they were playing, you know, even... You know, at best, we're a pretty mediocre team. And that backup QB was limping around for yeah. a lot of the games. And let's yeah. not forget that that's the same defense that got, like, shredded by Mississippi State. Yeah. I and, mean, you know, I'm just and, saying, it's not like it's they the have an all-world defense. It's the same there. offense that couldn't score points. No, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, yeah, you're looking at an offense right now that couldn't score against an LSU team that got, you know, shredded by several teams. Got, got... But, Excuse me. Got six rushing yards. Yeah. Six. One, six. two, three, four, five. <laughs> fucking six rushing yards. An entire game of college football. Got what? Uh, got shut down by a Florida team. It was an absolute disaster in the second half. And then put up zero points through three quarters against the Auburn team that gave up a 28-3 lead to Mississippi State. And yet C.J. Stroud's no longer the favorite. Bryce Young is now back to being the Heisman favorite. I don't know in what world that makes any sense in the world, but uh, six they're gonna rushing get yards. Destroyed. They're going to get destroyed by Georgia. Let's be real. I, I don't even know why everybody's worried. It's going to happen. They're going to get romped. There's no way. Greg, I've seen you play in the Grimes Bowl. You could get six in an entire game of professional football you go behind. I mean, the what Browns they have thirty carries line. in that game? You I give you get, thirty you carries. Get, you you could get six rushing yards. Six. I mean, if you yeah. take if you take my uh, all time six uh, pee wee football rushing average, uh, thirty carries, you can put me down for fifteen yards, baby. And it's not two like rushes can... for one positive yard, baby. I think I had a three yard rush and a negative two yard. <laughs> rush. It's not even a, you can say you can look at oh well one guy had a big loss. This is like okay. You still even take the loss away. Like one guy had like minus 19 yards. Take that away and you still didn't accumulate more than 20 no, yards yeah, of rushing it's, yeah. at home against a team that had fired their coach. You're, I mean, was just kind of playing around the rest Who was of the looking season. around, well, who was there, but was looking around yeah. the stadium at all the hot, pretty ladies that he was going to take home with him in his well, truck. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and I mean, you look at 
I mean, at that point, what Bijan Robinson, who was hurt, was in the Heisman discussion. And in that game, if you just look at him, he had 13 carries for 18 yards. That's what I'm talking about. That's basically it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... It, if, at, if I was, if I was that guy's size, you could fall forward for 18 yards on 13 oh, carries. At of home. Of course. In Tuscaloosa against LSU, and that happened. And but No, I have just no like, doubt. Bama's, I don't even remember what we were talking Bama's about Bama's going to be makes me where... So <laughs> Bama's going to be at where Ohio State's at here. They're going to get whooped. They're going to get... They're going to get... Georgia is jacked about this, right? How many times has Bama over the last several years just I broke in there? Blown away by the spread. Huh? One touchdown spread blows my mind. Yeah, I think it's, what, mind. six and a half? Blows my mind. I think it got up to seven. Okay. But, like, yeah, I, opening it at six and a half six. is absurd. All I'm, say, all I'm saying is it's it's got a very... Uh, going through what I went through last week in this, this SEC title game's got a very uh, Ohio State-Michigan uh, vibe to it, in my opinion, where Bama's just going to get, like, throttled. I mean, they have to. I, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to get us all on an Alabama tangent there. I love so, going on Alabama tangents. Uh, let's keep going. Let's talk about the people. Well, let, let's, <laughs> get, let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get to what uh, Josh has for okay, his okay. of the week. We can maybe do a, we'll do a little show. We'll make sure we turn on the cameras and the mics, and we'll have you just talk for an hour <laughs> yeah. about that. All right, sounds good. Sideshow. Uh so I'm going one that's a bit off the beaten path and probably doesn't matter. The it's, fun belt. It's more just annoying than anything. I thought that, especially since Michigan made it into the Big Ten championship game, that maybe we'd have a game and we'd have some chaos maybe. Maybe Wisconsin pulls something off, but no. That was that was axed. Oh, you're talking that about Wisconsin getting romped by uh, Minnesota. Not Blew romped, it. but just manhandled, basically. Just, the yeah, boat, just kind of. The boat. Just kind yeah, they of didn't fell show apart. up. They I mean, only up. 145 yards and three points after halftime. Uh, Braylon Allen only 47 yards on 17 attempts. Like, if you want to ask me what the worst of the worst is, the West, the Big Ten West is the worst. Oh, it's yeah. Just like, it just continues to be such a disappointing it's, mess. It's very one-sided. They're, they're teams that are good at one thing and otherwise very one-sided. Well, like they yeah, they, they don't at, have a complete team. You look at Wisconsin. I mean, their season so far this year has been they've taken advantage of bad teams, oh, and yeah. then good teams, expo- you know, Notre Dame well, exposed them in the second half. Because they can't. They have, know, a good, they have a yeah. solid well, defense, now Michigan, but they can't. Exposed them, yeah. and now Minnesota, who has a solid team they're, losing a ton of running backs but as yeah. a solid team expose the hell out of their their offense because graham mertz hasn't been shown that he can do enough and you know no jack Cohn tearing it up in uh in Notre Dame. that might be it that might be a fireable offense there how that all went down no it's just like with wisconsin you know it's i know it probably doesn't matter that much in, in the grand scheme of things but as far as like looking at the Big Ten championship game and someone from the West actually being able to make it, like I, I would argue Iowa has the best chance. I would argue I, Iowa does. No, I don't, from a defensive standpoint, yes. Yeah. Can they score the points? I'm not so sure. Michigan's I know, but defense, their offense like is said, so. I know, but depressive. their offense is so boring though that like it could lull them to True. sleep. That's like true. you know what I mean? That Petrus guy. I don't know how he does it. Like they just that all didn't sudden... work for Ohio State. No, so no, I know. I well, look, 
whoever, everybody knew whoever was coming out of the East was going to win. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's I mean, a de facto. In the scheme of things, it doesn't matter You're, you're much, looking big picture is what you're saying. Yeah, the West has yet to put... For the West, for Wisconsin, for any team that it's able to put, you know, get into that 10 to 15 range. Right. There's always that team in the West that is in that final ranking 10 to 15. Yeah, like do something. Well, I mean, do, do something. You do even something. you even look at Wisconsin last when they played Michigan last time. I mean, Graham Mertz was eight of fifteen. Wolf was three. I mean, their passing combined was eleven of twenty three, and they had forty three total rushing yards. They had like two hundred total yards of offense. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. Neither of these, none of the teams in the West, aside of what maybe Purdue. I don't even. know. Like, none of them have any sort of offense. Oh, offense? Purdue's all offense. That's They're what I mean. Good, and then they have a good defensive end. Yeah. Who, by himself. Yeah, yeah, no. That's what I 100%. mean. 100%. Yeah. So, you look at all those teams, and you just... I don't think any of them match up well against Michigan or Ohio State, just in general. No. We, whoever gets there is going to get ran out of the building. And it's Iowa, yep. unfortunately. Well, at least it's somebody other than Wisconsin. That would have been four losses in the big yep. Yeah. So, you know. Well... Yeah, I guess, yeah, no, for the last couple of years, it's been uh, Wisconsin and Northwestern just flipped. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, Wisconsin's been there. Yeah, cause they, they've been there multitude of times. So uh, that's our worst of the week. We'll have a lot more college football, though, guys, coming up on our Friday show. We're going to talk about all the madness from the coaching carousel, which has been pretty wild Ooh-wee. recently. Uh, talking a little bit of Big 12 with uh, some of the goings on in the Big 12 in and out and then just overall this college football craziness we'll get to on our Friday show be sure to check it out 30 Rack of Sports What's brewing Ohio uh, guys Black Friday just happened and there's a lot of uh Black Friday tappings of the black beer variety or black colored beer variety. Tap the keg. Uh, specifically down here in Cincinnati. Um, and uh, one of them is here for something we've never done before. It's a little double, daily double kind of style here. Double dip. Double, double dip. dip. Uh, oh. It's our beer, beer of the week. week. Beer of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's, that's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's cool. From Samuel Adams. Jen made me do it. Uh, Greg, this is a smoked porter uh, beer recently tapped here in the Cincinnati area. We'll get to a bunch more of those dark style special beers recently tapped on Black Friday. But you've got some information about this Jen made me do it. Yeah, so this was actually part of a uh, competition. Um, The Butler County Brewing Society, which uh, regularly meets at uh, Municipal Brewing in the city of Hamilton. Uh, they had a homebrew competition and the best in show um, was going to be brewed and uh, a keg was tapped by Sam Adams to be served in their uh, OTR tap room. So this uh, this beer won the best in show. It is a uh, English porter. It's a, a cherrywood smoked malt joined by the traditional English barley. Um for a bold and enjoyable twist on an English porter. So it's a smoked porter, 6.7%, 26 IBU. So it's your, it's your heavy porter. Uh, the one thing that we I noticed 
right as it was being poured is just the heavy dark color. It's a very dark brown color. It, it feels heavy in the glass. Yeah. I was about about to say it's got a very like silky smooth feel to it. And usually when it has that smooth of a feel to it, it's it's going to be a heavy beer. Yeah, and I mean it you can smell kind of like the the smoky wood chips to the ooh. beer. Yeah, it's That's, just uh ooh. I mean, I like it. That took a minute, though. I knew the smoke, but whoa. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Oh, it is. Flavor, it's real good. The flavor of it um, is so good. It tastes like a good smoked beef jerky. That, yeah, 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 that, 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 that yeah, yeah, yeah. flavor, yeah. Mm, I will good. say the uh, the malt on the back end, uh, you know, you get the smoking mm -hmm. fr from the malt is, is very well done. Yeah. Um, you know, I understand why, why this would win one of those competitions. Oh, yeah. Also, check out your... Ho I mean, if you're... If you're nerdy and into this beer brewing thing there are uh, societies like this all over the state um i know uh my old man is part of the the butler county society as well did not win so we'll call him a loser there um <laughs> uh, but they do i mean they do a lot of brewing they'll do days where you know big brew days uh they'll do what's called commercial calibrations where they'll, they'll try beers uh you know just this past week, they did like Christmas sales, like Great Lakes and Fatheads mm -hmm. and whatnot, mm -hmm. to kind of understand the flavors of how to be better brewers and whatnot. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, uh, definitely uh, should check out uh, you know your local brewing society if you're in the Cincinnati area, uh, Butler County. Like I said, they meet I think one Sunday a month uh, up at Municipal Brewing in Hamilton. I mean, I can see you said this was best in show. Yeah, this was the best in show. I mean, so it's great. It is. It's fantastic. Wow. I can see why. Yeah, I know. I mean, and you know, this is a pretty big society. I know I went for one of their big brew days, which is like they give you uh, the wort and you kind of, you know, you bring your own hops and everything. Everybody's brewing their own beer. Mm -hmm. I went a couple of years ago and there are, you know, even on that day where everyone couldn't make it, you know, there are 20 plus people with their, you know, with their kegs out there, boiling water and whatnot and coming yeah. out with their beer. So, mm. you know, it is a... Uh, you know, big brewing society, and uh, a lot of good beer comes out of there. And you can see why this was uh, the best in show. It's a, it's a very well done. I mean, obviously it was rebrewed by by Samuel Adams, but yeah, even the flavor you can tell is is very well thought of and very well done for for mm -hmm. a regular home brewer. Yeah, it's just the flavor is so good. It's so on style. Like, yeah, it's very impressive. Very good. So that's our daily double or weekly double beer of the week uh it is a smoked porter special uh, special release from samuel adams some other notable i mean we're we're talking about this blackout black friday beer tappings yeah. down here in the cincinnati area last thing on that if you want to check out the beer uh it's a limited edition limited edition release you have to go to that tap room in cincinnati yeah most OTR. of these most of these that we're talking about here are limited release tap room only um, I know a couple of these that I'm about to mention are available in bottles, but not really mass distributing. Some other notables in the Cincinnati area, um, a beer that I've had and I think is fan fantastic, one of the best out there for dessert beers, Streetside's Robe. That's their Red Velvet Donut Stout. I'm not sure if you guys have had it. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Great beer. They've got a barrel-aged variant of that out now. Westside Brewing has a Mexican Hot Chocolate Imperial Stout. That just sounds interesting. Ooh. Uh, nine, another spicy beer? Nine Giant, spicy nine Giant has a, a beer called Heavy Metal Drummer, and it is their Cookies and Cream Imperial Stout. 
Uh, and then there's three breweries that are doing some huge, uh, like, multiple variants of stuff. We've had them each on the show before. Uh, they've all got four to five barrel-aged variants of their respective Imperial Stouts, Listerman, High Grain, and Sonder. So those are all special release, limited release things that you can find around the Cincinnati area at various breweries. And then, guys, real quick, tickets are on sale for one of Ohio's favorite beer festivals. The Winter Warmer Fest is back. It's the 15th annual one, and it is in the flats once more in Cleveland. Windows on the River, March 5th, same first weekend of March that it's usually been. Uh, there's a few different types of tickets available this year, including that important designated driver ticket. Special package on that. Uh, go to beerfesttickets.com, keywords winter warmer 2022 to learn more about any of this and more. OhioCraftBeer.org is the place to go. Guys, that's what's brewing in Ohio and your double beer of the week. All right, we wrap up the show as we always do with our cheers for the week. First off, I want to thank all of you for listening to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. We'll be back Friday talking some more college football, a little bit of playoff, a little bit of realignment, and a little bit of the coaching craziness that has been going on recently. So be sure to check that out, Dropping Friday. Uh, Also want to give a shout-out to both of our beers of the week. Uh, First off, from 16 Lots, um, Kenny's Day Drinking Lager, the light lager from there. Um, Be sure to check it out. Uh, You know, once again helping out with the Ken Anderson Alliance, a great cause. Uh, if you have someone in your life that's not exactly the uh, the craft brew guy, guy or girl, be sure go. to bring that over. I mean, that's a, it's a great middling beer and a, and a great beer that even if you are a craft brewery person, it's full-flavored and, and a very nice beer to have. Uh, also, shout-out to Sam Adams, their uh, Cincinnati OTR tap room. Uh, their Jen made me do it. Uh, English Porter, um, won by uh, Butler County Brewing Society. Uh, Corey, who won the best in show, his English Porter that got brewed by Sam Adams. Uh, guys, we're going to finish off the show as we always do with our ch- personal cheers. So, uh, no, we're going to start with Zach. Zach, who are you cheers in this fine week? Uh, I'm going to cheers uh, ex Buckeye, great uh, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, who today was announced the. Dungy Thompson, humanitarian word from the Big Ten Conference. Um, you know, just a guy who, from his time as Ohio State to New Orleans to Philadelphia, I mean, I think he's been up for NFL Man of the Year, um, Walter Payne, I think, a couple times, um, big in the community. So, you know, congrats for him for being honored with that award today. Yeah, one I mean, good, one piece of good news. Been a stalwart in, in New Orleans and has done a lot of good work there. Yeah. You know, with, with a, obviously a lot of the, Trials and tribulations that goes on there in Philly in too. There's yeah. a lot in Philadelphia where yep. he played as well. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what about you? Who are you cheersing this week? Guys, I'm going to toast to a criminal. Um, that was real nice, Zach, but I'm going to toast to a criminal. <laughs> um, and the only reason I am toasting to this is because I understand that it is one of uh, Cleveland's greatest mysteries. Uh, I guess 52 years ago, this teller at a bank, mm. the Society National Bank on Public Square. I read about that. He, uh, he left his last shift as a teller there with $215,000 in stolen cash. Adjusted for inflation today, just over one, uh, $1.5 million in cash. He was only 20 years old at the time. Within hours, he was gone. 
No one ever found him. And I guess back in May, this guy died. He had moved to Maryland. Uh, he became a, a golf pro and was selling uh, luxury car salesman, just lived a normal life out in Maryland, just outside of Boston all this time. And, uh, Massachusetts. Yep. So He uh, blew all that money, too. I think, yeah, like, yeah, his, yeah. Like, family's, like, like a, destitute. Yeah, and recent, his recent records show that uh, that money uh, did, not, did not last. But uh, <laughs> one of Cleveland's greatest mysteries solved. To a degree, I guess. To a degree, yeah, somewhat. <laughs> Um, what an interesting story to end out this Cheers show. Cheers to the mystery van. Uh, mine's not quite as interesting, but just shout out uh, once again. You know, it's always great to see uh, some of the things that come with a program on the rise. You know, in past years, you'd be excited to see you know one or two UC guys that you know were drafted some somewhere or even mm-hmm. picked up. You know, if you get three guys that we're on an NFL roster after a season, you know, for minicamp, that would be big. Uh, right now, the Bearcats have six players that have accepted invitations to the uh, Reese's Senior Bowl, including Darren Beavers, Kobe Bryant, uh, Brian Cook, Alec Pierce, Desmond Ritter, and MyJ Sanders. So those guys, a lot of them, you know, probably all of them looking to get drafted, plus a few other guys, including, you know, Ahmad Gardner, yeah. So, you know, always great to see Cincinnati showing up, not just as a team, but as some of the individuals being able to show out. And, you know, as much pride as you get, you know, once again, Malcolm Jenkins being in the NFL or, you know, from Cincinnati seeing the Kelsey brothers mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, very cool to see Cincinnati showing out and, you know, individually too showing out and, and being a big part of the senior bowl. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Love, love the Reese's coach. Love the Reese's Cups. Uh, best candy. Oh, wow. They, it is. It is the best yeah. candy. I 100% yeah, I, agree yeah, with you. Yeah. That's just like the only candy I'll get eat. One more you give me a bag of Reese's Cups, I'll yeah. destroy it. Oh, yeah. Anything else. Those mini Reese's Cups. Really anything. Oh. I don't like those ones, those double stuffed ones they're doing. That's too much. Ooh, I love those. I like, the Reese's, I like the Reese's eggs. Or I'm Reese's. excited for the Reese's trees. Reese's trees. Reese's sticks are. Oh, Reese's sticks are good. Guys, you know what I'm most excited for, though? Friday's edition of 30 oh, Rack I'm of so Sports. Excited. Friday's going to be probably college the best football. episode ever. We're going to get some awesome takes about talking chaos. Who's Let's going to LSU? Who's going to Oklahoma? Who's going to Akron? Yeah. We'll get to yeah. all of it here of stuff going on in our next episode. Be sure to check out Friday's edition of 30 Rack of Sports. We'll be back next week as well. Breaking down conference championship week and a whole lot more. So... For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. For Josh on the ones and twos. Go Cyclones. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Cyclones.